Hello, and welcome to my very first podcast episode. I am over the moon excited to start this today. It's been in the works for a long time, and I'm just going to say this. It's going to be a little bit jumbled, a little bit freaky for a little bit. I'm still learning this whole new skill and new hobby, and finding my voice in a big community of people is going to be a challenge in itself, but I'm I'm learning and I'm really excited. And I actually like have a mic in front of my face and like headphones on my head. It's a dream come true, honestly. But let's get started. So today's episode is not gonna be like the introduction episode. It's gonna be something to get you excited and see where I'm coming from, what perspectives I'm taking, and you can decide if you want to keep listening from here and be a loyal following of this journey because it's, you know, a little bit scary. But here we go. Welcome. So today's topic is where we're going to be exploring the art of being yourself. Now, this is going to have a couple parts to this because it's a huge, huge topic. But today we're going to be breaking down, shifting your mindset to your identity within the creative process, specifically through a philosophical view. Now, If you hear that word and get scared, please, please chill. Don't get too intimidated. I'm going to try to break it down as best as I can. I have been taking philosophy courses in university for the last three and a half years. And as much as I love it to death and it's changed so many of my own mindsets and perspectives. Anyway, let's get to it. So like I said, I'm going to be taking this very slow and approachable So maybe this new subject area will unlock some doors for you. Also, my past self is going to absolutely hate me because I spent so many hours creating this script and I think I'm going to have to go off script just a little bit so it's a little bit more tangible for new philosophy educatees to understand. And I just had a whole 24 hours to reflect on it. And I think I'm going to just adjust it just a tiny bit. So forgive me, but let's get straight into it. So I know there is so much toxic positivity around this topic of self-identity and flourishing in that creative space. This is not what that podcast is about. There is so much nasty ass shit that goes on that blocks the creative flow and our self-identity that that sometimes in life we just can't avoid. It just is what it is. This is about how to reflect, process, and deal with when those things come up and how to reflect that in your artistry or your creative mindsets and whatnot. So I am known online to be a person that has always been their authentic self. That's kind of what my trademark is. Frankly, I have tried in the past to adjust my visions and methods to be very similar to other photographers that I was in the community with and comparing myself. And it was a really toxic cycle that I I had to learn how to break. It was really challenging to break that. But I noticed how drained I was at the end of the day. And I tell that all this work and effort that I was putting into these pieces and sessions, they just, I would finish it and it would. I would go, why am I, do I not feel fulfilled? Why do I not feel like myself? And I had to take a real big step back and reflect on where those emotions were coming from. So 
this is kind of what burnout is, in my opinion, which we will be discussing more intensely in the next coming episodes. But I want you to ask yourself the question the next time this happens. Who was I trying to be? And I guarantee 85% of the time you will say someone other than yourself. So why is that? Well, let's get into it. Today, we are going to look at how to not give a damn and completely give in to yourself and your creativity without the fear of failure and judgment. So when it comes to creativity, there's a lot of pressure to perform, to get it right, both internally and externally, to get that validation we all seek. But what if we change that perspective? What if we look at it differently? What if we let go of the pressure and let ourselves be creative and see what happens? So we're going to be looking at two different philosophies because I felt like it was just too much to go through all three, especially if you're a new timer philosophy-y. That's not a word, but anyway. To start off, let me introduce you to the ancient Chinese philosopher Confucius, who famously said our greatest glory is not in never failing, but in rising every time we fall. This means that we should not be discouraged by failure, but instead use it as an opportunity to learn and grow. And I know that sounds super stereotypical, but let me get into Confucius. So he believed that we should have an open mind when it comes to creating. That mentality of failure must be reimagined. So scratch that whole idea of failure. Like I'm putting failure in quotations because it is just has so many connotations to it that just don't apply anymore. So take that out of your brain. Take the idea of failure out of your brain. Rebrand that word. (laughs) We're rebranding the word failure now. So as each failure we encounter, this will add another blockage to the point of authentic creation. Does that make sense? So like the each time you fail and your mindset is in that like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm terrible. I'm I can never do this. And I got rejected. So ouch. Every time that's going to build up and block your ability to be creative within yourself because you're like sheltering yourself so you don't get scared and hurt, which can be a dangerous game. But let me keep going. So, this means that we should focus on the process of creating and don't be too concerned with the result. Have fun with the process of making whatever you're making. A personal favorite quote that moved me was when Confucius said, wherever you go, go with all your heart. This means that we should put our hearts into whatever we create. Slow down your process of creation. Allow yourself to develop. Just how I did with today's podcast, I had a set script and idea. And over a few days, I took a little bit more time to reflect on what I'd be saying, and I chose to change it. That's why it's so important to just slow yourself down and allow yourself to be creative and open to different kinds of experiences. So this quote encompasses that we should put our hearts into whatever we create, right? We should not be afraid to put ourselves into our work in anticipation of rejection and failure, similar to what I was saying before. I cannot tell you the amount of times the feeling of failure looms over me to this day. However, I remember when I was just starting out my photography business, I was at a family dinner party and I remember I was sitting down and listening to my cousin was just coming out of high school 
and was questioning what career path they would take. His parent jumped in and cut them off by saying that they would never achieve what they were hoping to get at and was just listing off these terrible traits that my cousin had. Of course, I jumped in and said essentially that the world was their oyster and they could choose whatever they wanted. I got a rebuttal from my aunt and she questioned me and said, what do you have to show for your career? How many jobs have you quit in the past few years? This sentence was enough to make me retreat into my failure mentality. It was an external reminder that my creations and my passions were not enough for the people around me. I want you to keep in mind, I was 18 years old when I got told this. I still look back on that sentence and how it made me feel, how it made me retract for years. It took me two years to regroup from that sentence and try my business over again. So on that same token, watch how you are reacting to people's creativity. That's just a side note. You do not want to be the person to block another person's creative energy. But on the other side of it, you can't let that failure block you. So, so like I said, I'm just going to stick to two in-depth conversations on two philosophers, similar to how I did with Confucius. So the second philosopher that I was going to talk about is a Greek philosopher, Epidicus, who speaks on your reaction to these failures and shortcomings in your creative self. So to touch briefly on what his ideology was, was he was a Stoic philosopher in the Roman Empire, and in his lifetime, he wrote several books on the ideas of self-discipline and morality. So this suggests that humans have the power to take control over their lives and emotions instead of allowing their external environment to dictate their responses. He believed it was important for us to think critically and to focus on our responses to external stimuli rather than allowing ourselves to be overwhelmed by it. So I'm not going to stay too long on this philosopher because, like I said, I really want a chance to dive into this third philosopher because it is truly one of my favorites to learn about. So now that we've reframed this mindset of failure and we've briefly touched on the reaction to that failure, I really want to focus on the next move. What's the next step? After you've broken through these different connotations of failure. So the Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu, and I apologize for my pronunciation. There's many ways to pronounce this. This is the way I was taught in school. But this philosopher is an incredible philosopher. And I am not going to delve too much into his whole philosophy. Although I really do emphasize you should, you should look into it if you're interested in philosophy. What this philosopher tried to emphasize is the importance of non-action, non-resistance, going with the flow to live an elevated and transformative life. Like how impactful is that? Just that sentence. Non-action, non-resistance. I think that when it comes to creativity, 
there is a lot of emotional resistance and public resistance. There's always this need to create in my ideology and my business platform. I always need to be coming up with something. If you're in a creative industry, your job is to create, right? And if you're not creating constantly, and I also agree with this in a personal sense, if you are not able to create consistently, consistently unique and beautiful work, there is a lot of sadness and burnout that comes with that. But what if when that happens, you did nothing? What if you had no resistance? You didn't try to push yourself and push yourself and I need to figure this out. I need to figure this out. How would that change yourself? How would that change your mindset? So this philosopher's quote says, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one single step. And this is so crucial in how to not give a damn about other people's judgments and take a step forward for yourself. How to step into yourself is starting with one single step. When I, this is a very personal story I don't talk about very often, but when I decided to have a complete lifestyle shift, I was living in at my parents' house, reasonably so, I was, I was 18. I was 210 pounds. And I was really unhealthy. My mind was really unhealthy. I wasn't able to get around easily. I had a really unhealthy obsession with food and my body image. I would look at pictures online of people. And I just wanted to race to that final step. And... I wanted to race to be able to fit the things I wanted to fit and feel the way I wanted to feel. But every time I did that to myself, I would take five steps backwards because I was doing things in unhealthy ways because I couldn't take a step forward for myself. Now, this reminds us, this quote reminds us that we don't have to do it all at once. Don't Put that resistance and action on your back when you're not ready for five steps when you should just focus on one step. So when we take it one step at a time, we do not give into the pressure of giving it all in one go. When I decided I wanted to start this community, I didn't just start off with a podcast. That was way too much. I didn't even know how to talk through my opinions with people without crying or shutting down, to be honest. Like you asked my partner, you can't climb the mountain without taking the precautions, taking one step at a time, one foot in front of the other. So this philosopher believed that creativity was an essential part of life, an important part of personal growth and development. He said, the best way to be creative is to be open to all possibilities And possibilities can only be opened one step at a time. In other words, he believed that taking small manageable steps was the best way to make progress to foster creativity. He said that when we take small steps and celebrate each success, we create a positive cycle 
of progress that leads us to bigger successes. And I don't know if you've ever gone to therapy and the first things that they teach you is that, I don't know what it's called, the positive reinforcement loop or some sort of cycle where you can take it either in a negative way or a positive way. So a negative cycle would be like, I can use like body stuff or I can use like eating stuff. So I suffer with binge eating disorder. So I ha- I start with one cookie and then I cycle and I eat a whole box and then I make myself feel bad. I cycle and I spiral. That is the whole thing that we want to avoid is this spiral. When you spiral, that is just, you've gone too far. Okay. So if you want to be more creative, but not just creative If you want to be true to your self-identity, be authentically yourself in the realms of creativity. Remember to break down your goals into small steps and to take one step at a time. And to reflect that onto Confucius's point of failure, if you take one step at a time and you fail, that is a lot more manageable to process than if you had taken five steps and you failed all five of those steps, that is a lot. That is a lot to process. That is a a lot of work you did in that. When if you took it one step and you failed, you would reground yourself and ask yourself, what did I do in that step that maybe didn't work, didn't align with me, didn't align with my audience, didn't speak true to who I was? Then take another step forward in that realization. That is progress, right? So to summarize this whole podcast episode, one, reframe your mindset of failure. Give failure a new description, right? Don't stay stuck in that I failed. I'm never going to get better. I'm no one's going to see me this way or that way. Get out of that. It's a dangerous spot to be in. Use it to your advantage. When you fail, you know what direction to go in. When you fail, you know, okay, maybe I'm just going to angle this just a slightly different way and I'm going to try something. You're checking the boxes. Even if, like, when you fail, you're checking the boxes of your options. So it's kind of like process of elimination when you're in school. You go through your multiple choice test and you're so nervous that you're going to mess this up. And you're going through A, well, that doesn't look right. Uh, No, B, that didn't work well with me. I don't agree with that at all. C, yeah, that that could work. D, mm, no. And you know C is your option. So number two, change your reaction to failure. I know we didn't get really deep into this because this is something that I'm going to talk about deeply in another episode. But three, like I said, I think is the most important part when you are trying to find yourself and become yourself is celebrate small steps. One step at a time. That is how any successful person reaches that fulfillment of self. So our main question of today was exploring the art of being yourself creatively. Today's topic was exploring the art of being yourself creatively. 
So these three philosophers really emphasize the importance of creativity in becoming yourself. I think personally, for me, for me, there is no self without creativity. I would not be where I am now without creativity because I would not be where I am if I was not true to myself and figuring out the art of myself. Because I, my brain and my body and everything that encompasses me is true and authentic. Now, that's not to say I don't struggle with losing myself from time to time. Don't go down the spiral if you lose yourself. Something happens. Your mindset switches. You get into a depressive state, whatever it may be, and you feel like you've lost yourself, both physically and creatively. My biggest thing that I want to tell you, don't give up on yourself. That's not to say push yourself and force yourself to get better or have a new idea or anything like that. Don't don't do that if you're not ready to do that. Listen to your body, listen to your mind, and it'll tell you when it's ready. An idea will come, but the more you resist, like our last philosopher mentioned, if you do resist that need for sleep or that need for rest, it's going to take that process so much longer. So if you go a month and you're like, you're not able to brush your hair, brush your teeth, I've been through that so much. You have talked yourself into the whole, I'm the worst person in the world. I can't create. I am nothing. I don't deserve anything. I'm going to give up. Like, If you stay in that spiral, you're going to be there a lot longer. I'm so dumb because I can't think of a new idea and I need to think of something. I need to think of something. I do this so much still to this day. I need to think of something. I'm not going to get better unless I think of something. It's going to prolong the process because you're forcing your mind out of what it needs. When you are stuck in a depressive state or you're stuck in this mentality of being glum and sad and whatnot, it's a human process. I just want to say this getting to the last few minutes are a little bit challenging for me because I'm feeling just like a little bit of a knot in my stomach talking about this again is my fear of expressing what I'm trying to say. But Don't give up on yourself. I know it's hard. And reframe the failure that that you have put on yourself. Because sometimes failure is made to propel you forward. That lesson was made to propel you forward. It's made to make you the person you're supposed to become. Because the person you are right now is not who you're going to be forever. Right? I know that that is a sucky thing to hear personally because you have been personally because I have been working on creating this person I am for so long and 
I look back and the younger me would have been just so excited to get to know me and would have been so happy of the person I become. But I have to keep in mind that myself and the art that I've built up to myself is not going to be the same person I built or I'm building in the next 10 years. I'm going to do the same thing in 10 years. I'm going to be, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe what I've overcome. And I wish my younger self would see me now and get to be like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like yourself is always changing. So why not try and step out of your comfort zone? Why not try and reframe failure? Why, like what is holding, why do you not want to do that? Like why, why not try? You have nothing to lose when changing your mindset. If one day you decide, you know what? I'm going to be myself. Today, this whole day, I'm not going to think for anybody. I'm not saying don't go to work. I'm not saying don't don't put me through that. Don't do that to me. If you go to work, you wake up in the morning and you say, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to put this outfit on to be myself because it makes me feel confident. It changes the way I see the world because my inner self is reflected on the things I have on my body. And you walk out strutting your stuff out that door and you walk a little taller and you talk a little bit brighter and your eyes light up, you're telling me that that was a harmful decision to make? Or you go to work and instead of dreading and counting the minutes until work is done, which I do still myself, to be honest. Instead, trying to not inflict positivity on yourself because I'm not saying that because sometimes we hate our jobs, but trying an activity within your job that doesn't take it away from your work that gets you excited to be there. There's this app. I, I have really bad ADHD, so if you can't tell. So when I'm doing my studying for hours on hours, I get really discouraged. I'm counting down the minutes till I can be done which is taking me away from actually studying, is there's this little app that I can grow plants on. If I touch my phone, the plant will die. But if I don't touch my phone, the plant will grow. And by the end of my study period, I'll have a big tree or a big plant of some sort. And I don't know, just that satisfaction of having that gosh darn tree makes me feel so alive. I grew something. Those little changes teach you how to re- Define yourself because if you are dreading yourself and you don't like looking at yourself in the mirror, the actions in your life are not going to reflect what you want in the future. So please try some new things out. Get in the groove of it. Try something and like Confucius said, fail. Fail as much as you can. When you're, about, when you're learning about yourself, fail. I know that sounds so bad, but fail as much as you can so you know what you like and what you don't like. That's just what you have to do. That's what life is about. When you have a job that you absolutely dread and you lose that job, there's two ways you can look at it. One, I lost that job. What am I going to do? Oh my God, I'll never find another job. That kind of thinking. And the other side of it is going, you know what? yeah, that, that job really didn't align with me. I, I really 
dreaded going to work every morning. And I know what I don't want now. That's the thing. You have to know what you don't want in order to find the thing that you do want that makes you learn about yourself. So this art of becoming yourself is a challenging task. Don't get me wrong. It is, it's brutal. It's brutal. But there are so many different ways that you can achieve this. Being creative and finding yourself and learning about yourself and loving yourself, they're all one encompassing topic. That is why I love creativity so much. Because every time you fall back down, you fail, you get rejected, you have to be creative in the next step you take, right? Like that is a mixture of the two philosophers that I talked about previously. But that is all for today's episode. And I'm so, so grateful and happy that you have decided to take this time with me to figure out this whole podcast situation. And I'm so grateful to the support systems I have in my life that encouraged me to do this. And I'm proud of myself for taking this big step on. I know my younger self is so excited and happy also a little bit scared because she did not know how to communicate, but I'm learning. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Like I said already, probably a bunch of times, but I really do wholeheartedly appreciate it. And I appreciate those who have been following me the past few years. This is a huge step for the community. Thank you. I will talk to you on our next episode. We will be talking about what is creativity. What is it? And what do we do with it? Side note, I came into the studio today and I was wearing the most ruffly jacket ever. That's how you know I'm a real noob because this jacket is like every time I move. It's a rustle and tussle. But... I'm learning what not to wear, apparently, because I have been wearing these bright, cool outfits to this, even though I'm speaking and nobody will see my outfits, but I think it's important for myself. Like I talked about, oh my gosh, you see how this comes full circle? I am also practicing what I preach. I make sure I try to, so I make sure to come to this podcast studio, even though nobody will see what I'm wearing, and I wear heels and lipstick and big fun colored shirts and everything and that makes me happy and I pick up a a Red Bull on the way in and I get really energized and I that that's just my life now and it, it makes me super happy like so fucking happy sorry I swore sorry mom anyway thank you again for listening so grateful to all of you have a great rest of your day and if you have any questions, philosophical questions, if you get into that deep, darky mode, you know, dark night of the soul, which we will talk about soon, ask me some questions regarding these philosophers. And I think that will help clear up some issues you might have. Or I could direct you to a couple of my favorite therapists in Edmonton because sometimes I can't help, okay? I can't help myself sometimes. So I have to make that climb for myself. 
I can also help you redirect there too. But thank you again for listening. I appreciate the support and the encouragement. And I hope you got through all of this while understanding what I was getting at. Because I know philosophy can be a little bit taxing on the brain. You know, a little bit challenging. These philosophers were made to be accessible to the people they were surrounded with at their time. So, like, our last philosopher was famous in 600 BCE. I don't know if you know this, but we're in two... I don't know if you know this, but we're in 2023 right now. So, (laughs) that's a huge jump. So, if you're not understanding philosophy, I don't blame you. That accessibility has kind of lost itself. That's why it's, it's not as common as a subject as a lot of other things. But I really wanted to make it so it's tangible, it's accessible for you to get and see how it can reflect in your life. Because I really strongly believe that philosophy can impact so many people in so many different ways. Just like I said, because it's not accessible, it's harder for people to find those doors and find what helps them outside of religion. While a lot of philosophers are based in religion, a lot are not. So I'm not a religious person, but I do practice philosophy and I study philosophy in different religions within philosophy. That's been something that really helps me and really encourages me to find myself and to be true within myself. So anyway, talked way too long, but thanks.